You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo in studio here with Andy Barrar. we still got lots of fun stuff to talk about uh, today. Later on in the program, we'll be talking about Google Tango. What's that all about? It's kind it's, of a mystery. Well, it's a, it's a project that's been in the works for about three years, so we get to actually see the first type of uh, application of Google Tango. We'll also be talking uh, with our friend uh, Ted Christonos about uh, the new Moto Z a modular phone that you can add bits and pieces to. So that's uh, kind of an interesting uh, new uh, spin on uh, technology. And uh, smartphone photo habits. On the line, though, right now, we have uh, our friend Hershey Sai from Epson Canada. Thanks for joining us, Hershey. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. I wanted to bring you on the line because uh, we've uh, been talking uh, about uh, Epson uh, EcoTank printers for a few shows now. And uh, actually, we have a contest giveaway. Thank you very much. Um Give our users, uh, or sorry, our listeners, uh, a rundown about how the EcoTank is different than the cartridge printers that they're using now. Absolutely. So EcoTank is kind of a new way of looking at printing. So traditionally, you've had, you know, your your ink cartridge printers, inkjet printers, and the laser printers that are out there that you replace with toner cartridges. EcoTank printers are a category of printers called super tank printers that are characterized by um, super large ink tanks on the side of the printers that are refillable by ink bottles instead of ink cartridges. So what that means is is um, going to be you're going to have a ton of ink in those ink tanks that is that's going to last you uh, up to two years. So it's an incredible amount of ink. Um, it'll print thousands of pages before you have to replace ink, um, and it really delivers on on convenience and value for the customer. I, th- I think what's important here, and, and I, I actually went out and bought one of these because I just I've got a family and we print a truckload. Um, you're still getting all that great print quality, but you're getting way more ink for a lot cheaper now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, not only is it um, the convenience factor, if you've got a family, you've got kids that are, you know, printing, you know, tons of pages for their projects or, or whatnot, um, you don't have to go run out at 9 o'clock at night um, and, and, buy, <laughs> and buy ink. And at the same time, you know, you, you're, you're saving money in the long run um, in terms of um, replacing your ink. Hershey, I have a question for you. Um, like my mother, she doesn't really print a lot, and I, I bought her an, uh, an, a printer before, and the ink had dried out. With these new eco tanks, can you basically uh, use it occasionally without it drying up? Well, like any inkjet printer, um, uh, the eco tank printer is going to need a little bit of maintenance. So, if you don't print a lot, um, you know maybe there's still the ink cartridge models that that might be right for you. Eco tank's not for everyone. It's 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 going to be you know for for those customers that um, that print a lot um, and that are going to um, you know. Uh, take advantage of that value of, of uh, a lot of ink and, and a lot of paper. Well, uh, you know, it, it's great for me because I've actually got uh, a home office set up, so I actually do a, a fair bit of printing out of there. Uh, I've got three teenagers that print up a storm. And, you know, you're talking about that story, uh, you know, going to the store at 9 o'clock Sunday night to get uh, cartridges. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. Uh, it's so a real struggle it, for some people. It, it is. It drives me crazy. Uh, but... Now, you know, with the, the new EcoTank that I, I have, I, I don't even worry about that anymore. You know, I can actually see uh, up on screen, you know, what the ink levels are at. And I'm, I'm still not even like, you know, three quarters of the way down yet. It's like amazing how long these things uh, are lasting for me. It, it really is worry-free printing. Um, you know, even, 
even if you're seeing that your ink levels are about um, halfway through, and that's the beauty of EcoTank is you can see right through through the ink tank. You can see your levels. Um, even if you're halfway through, you can top it up when, whenever you like. Um, the replacement ink bottles are um, super affordable. Um, for for um, some of the models, it'll it won't cost you more than about eighty bucks for a replacement set. So for some people, that that savings um, uh, calculation is instant for them when when they come to the store and they realize you know how much they're going to save by purchasing their ink up front and then seeing the price of of how much the replacement bottles models are. It's, it's sort of a no-brainer no for them. Well, and I think that's an important uh, fact as well. Like You said around the $80 price range, depending on what model printer, uh, but that replacement set will give you almost another two years of, of printing. Right. It's another couple of thousand pages that um, that it'll take you through to. So, um, yeah, like I said, you know, it's worry-free. It's it's also freedom to print in color. A lot of people hold back on their color printing um, because they're worried about the cost. Um, but with EcoTank, you have the freedom to print um, in color. It You just kind of go nuts with it. What about quality, Hershey? Uh, there's always a bit debate within the tech world of inkjet versus laser. How does it fare uh, in terms of quality compared to laser prints? Well, depending on the model, if you really want to um, compare to a laser, match up to a, a laser quality printer, um, you want to go higher up in the model. So um, uh, the ET4550 is going to get you that um, laser quality print um, because it's powered by Precision Core, which is our um, uh, latest printing technology. Um, the Workforce R4640 model as well um, is, is um, designed for small business. So that, that um, printer will print up to 20,000 pages, um, and it's, yeah, it's designed for small business and uh, those types of um, printouts that you would have from there. You know, the one thing I like, Andy, about inkjet printers um, over laser is that if you do need to print out photos, uh, I, I feel they turn out much nicer, yeah. and you can use photo paper, basically, on the inkjet printer. Yeah, absolutely. You can, um, you know, there's some models that are best suited for photo, some that are best for, for documents and spreadsheets and things like that. Um, inkjet quality is certainly um, uh, improved over time. Hershey, uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Where can people find out more about EcoTank? Uh, you can visit epson.ca slash EcoTank. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again for thanks coming for on. Thanks for having the, me on the show, guys. Yeah, thanks again for coming on. That was Hershey Sai. She's a senior uh, marketing communication specialist over at uh, Epson Canada. When we come back from the break, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about smartphones, the new Motorola Z. It's, uh, it's modular. What does that mean? Well, we'll tell you when we come back from the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're online with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with my good friend Andy Barrar. We've got uh, an action-packed show for you today. Lots to talk about. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, the latest in printer technology with the folks over at uh, Epson. Uh, printers that can uh, last as long as two years on uh, the ink that uh, they come with, which I love. Uh, we'll also be talking uh, with uh, Daniel Bader about Google Tango, phones that can sense everything around them. Uh, also, Ted Christonos uh, about the new Motorola Z modular phone. You can actually add pieces to this phone uh, on the go. And smartphone photo habits. Lots of stuff in the news this uh, week, uh, Andy. Uh, this was kind of an interesting one. University of Calgary paid 20 grand in a ransomware attack. So explain to listeners ransomware. 
basically what happens is you've got hackers out there that will take control of some type of data that you have. Typically, when we see ransomware, it is on a consumer level, individual level, where they'll get your photos or your, your documents and files. This is the first case that I've heard of where an actual university has been infiltrated by hackers who basically took all this sensitive data and encrypt it. And the only way to get access to this data is to decrypt it. And what they're basically saying is, you're going to have to pay us $20,000, and then we will give you the decryption keys. The, the, the worry about this, and this is not just for the University of Calgary, but for anybody that is being held up from ransomware, is if you pay the money out, will they actually give you the decryption keys? Because we're talking about hackers here. They're not the most moral people on the earth. Um, in this case, they did pay out. They paid $20,000, and they did get the de- decryption keys, and they were able to get back all the access of the files. But uh, I guess in the tech world, Mike, it kind of opens up that, that, that dialogue of should you pay out or shouldn't you when it comes to ransomware. You know, it just depends. Like, you know, um, you'd not, you don't want to because that just encourages them to do it more. But what do you do, like, if all your files... Uh, documents, private information are being held ransom. Um, you know, I, I could see how a lot of companies or government organizations or universities in this case would uh, do the math on it. And like $20,000 might not be a lot to pay to uh, get all that uh, stuff back. Now, we should clarify, it wasn't any of information from the students themselves. It was staff and faculty. So imagine you have professors out there, all their research, and it was coming through their email server. And they had all this information that suddenly they didn't have access to. And the university had to sit down and they basically decided, we're going to pay this out because we, we need the, these files back. This is like the, the work of a lot of our faculty members here. And if we don't pay it out, we're not going to get it. And so they took the chance. Thankfully, they did get the, the files back. But you, I guarantee you, every single university in North America now is looking into this to protect their faculty and their staff and students' data on their servers. Yeah, it's uh, it's troubling. We're seeing more and more of this. So uh, definitely something to be concerned about, not only for business, but for uh, uh, your your family and yourself personally. You've got to make sure that you have protected uh, your home network, uh, obviously having a router with uh, the security on it properly with a firewall and security software for uh, your laptops and computers as well, because you don't want to have this happen to you. And of course, you're going to want to have a good password on all, all your data. What was funny is we just heard uh, earlier this week, I don't know if you heard this, Mike, Mark Zuckerberg got hacked. <laughs> and they found <laughs> the out... The Facebook his, uh, founder. The founder of Facebook, who should know better to have a great password to encrypt his data because he's a public figure, but he didn't. And he had a really, really simple password. I can't remember what it was, but uh, hackers were able to to get into his account. So it is important to have a good password. And... It, it, it's tough. I, I know it's tough. We have the same issues. You have multiple sites. You have to have all these passwords. And a lot of people have just one password for all those sites. But, you know, use services like LastPass if you have to, to try to keep everything secure so that you don't get become a victim of ransomware. This is kind of interesting. I, I hadn't heard this term yet. Uh, fubbing. Have you heard of this? Uh, just just earlier today when I heard about this news story. And so <laughs> this is, uh, research, researchers at the University of Kent in the UK have been investigating fubbing. And uh, this is uh, basically a term, uh, if you are being, um, I, I guess you're in a conversation, and midway through the conversation, you just kind of go down to your smartphone and start typing away. 
you've basically fubbed that other person. That's spelled P-H-U-B-B-E-D. Yeah, pretty much every conversation I have with you, you start fubbing me. <laughs> and now when I fub other people, I, I blame you. I go, well, you know, I was having a conversation with Mike and then he starts texting somebody in the middle of that conversation <laughs> and forgets everything that I was talking about. I don't do that, do you, I? You do it all the time. Oh, my God. You're notorious. You're a fubber. I'm a, you're I'm a, a fubber. fubber. <laughs> so you're a fubby. I'm a recipient of your fubs, yes. Yeah, you're a fubby. Yes. You've been fubbed. No, but I've, been, I've turned into a fubber, too. I did it to my mom the other day. She was talking to me, and I, I answered a, a text message or something, and I felt really bad. I, I really did. I felt bad because my mom doesn't even have a cell phone. So, um, Oh, it my is, God, yeah. So you're like the rudest son ever. <laughs> I know. But you fubbed your mom. The thing is, and what, oh these, my God. what these researchers have found out is this whole fubbing phenomenon is now the new normal. So that you don't actually even take offense when somebody does that to you. What they found is that you end up just doing it yourself to other people as well. So it's, uh, it's, fubbing is contagious, I guess you could say. Okay, you know what? I'm going to try not to be a serial fubber. If, uh, if you see me fubbing you... I'll call you out. You call me out. Stop fubbing me. How about, how about this? You give me a quarter every time you fub me. Oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll keep a tab. Don't worry. Oh, don't I worry. know. Oh, I know you will when it comes to money. There's no question. So don't be a fubber. Pay attention. Look people in the eye. Listen to what they're saying. Yes. Don't reach down for your smartphone. Absolutely. Um, put your smartphone away, especially when you're having dinner. You know, you, you, you see oh, this yeah. all the time. Yeah. You go out for dinner and you see people sitting across from each other and they're just texting other people or looking at Facebook or taking photos of their food for Instagram. Like, what a weird time we live in. What if I, if I check my smartwatch? Is that wubbing? Wubbing. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds weird. We'll go on to the next story. Um, Bunts. Have you heard of this website, Bunts? Bunts. B-U-N-T-Z. No. Okay. Uh, started in Toronto, so an actually uh, a Canadian uh, service about three years ago. Uh, it's now uh, an app. Uh, most popular in Toronto, but, uh, you know, getting popularity in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, down into the U.S., like uh, L.A. and San Francisco. It's a site where you can trade stuff. You can't pay for things using money, but if you want, for example, help moving, you can post a an ad on this on this app and say, hey, um, if someone will help me move, I'll give you three cases of beer or my old coffee table or, or anything like that. So it's both product and services? Yes. So you could be like, hey, I have a truck. I will help you move. Yeah. If you will give me an old lawnmower or something? Yeah, or if you'll mow my lawn. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So interesting, right? Yeah, I, I hadn't that- heard of this site, so I um, kind of like it. Uh, apparently one of the, the big currencies is beer. Um, you, you'd be surprised at the things I would do for beer. Like, <laughs> tech support, no problem. Case of beer. <laughs> well, some people, uh, according to this story, uh, on CBC are using it for sex now. They're offering up sexual services in exchange for oh, well, good, well, goods. That, that, that's kind of like what, prostitution. What is it? Well, no, they're saying no, no, no. It's not. They say that they don't want people soliciting uh, for sex on there, but uh, they're neither against or for trading sexual services. It, is that weird? It, it, it's, it is interesting because I've heard of these like um, other services where they have like sugar daddies where, where there's young females who want to go to college. Yes. Will, will have like a boyfriend, older boyfriend. So it's kind of that same. An older boyfriend. Well, yeah. Somebody yeah. who pays their allowances and tuition and stuff. And that... You know, there's obviously a lot of controversy in that, but this is kind of similar kind of thing that's happening where you can trade, and we're talking products or, or services, 
for something else. So you, you knew that was going to happen. Just like Craigslist. When Craigslist first came on, look what happened with that. And they had to start banning uh, the escorts and stuff that were, were using it. soliciting for services yeah. on there. Yeah, it's the same kind of issue. It, it's funny. I had never heard of that site. I, I guess well, I'm not trading a lot of stuff. You know why? It's because we don't live in Toronto. That's why. Well, apparently it's used here as well. Toronto's the biggest. It's part. funny, like when you when you think about the east and west, like here everybody uses Craig Craigslist. Yes. In the on the west coast, but back east it's Kijiji. Everyone really? yeah. everyone yeah. uses Kijiji, and it's funny how that regional stuff can happen for certain sites um, that that get really popular. So, Bunt, I'm sure this is going to take off, especially now that it's been on the CBC. You're going to see a spike in traffic and probably other replicate replicators uh, across the country. Do you remember when I had uh, the founder of Craigslist on the show? No, this was, I think this was before my time. It was kind of funny, Andy. Um, Let me guess, his name was Craig? Something like that, yes. <laughs> so I got a press, uh, like the press uh, person reached out to me saying, uh, you know, he's doing a tour across Canada, uh, talking about certain things. Yep. And I, I thought, wow, I'd love to have this guy on the radio show. So I reached out saying, hey, can I, can I have him on the show? Anyway, got him on the show. He was uh, obviously fantastic because he created Craigslist, but a bit of a, an odd duck. In, in what way? Um, I, can't, I can't explain exactly. Just uh, had some really strong opinions on certain things. <laughs> just, just weird. You know, you know what's weird? Just weird. But after, I'll tell you. So I got the interview and I thought, whoa, that, that's one of the more strange interviews I've ever done on the radio show. Um, and apparently after the show aired... He wasn't allowed to do any more. Oh, really? Interviews. <laughs> now he has a spokesperson to talk uh, yeah, on think, his behalf. I think so. <laughs> That's funny. So the the thing about Craigslist that I find is really weird. If you look at Facebook, you, if you look at the original Facebook, it looks really old. Craigslist has not changed. It no. is exactly how it looked when it first came I out. I know because he won't sell out. Really? Oh, he won't sell out. But he's not into innovation. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Kind of wow. weird. That is weird. Well, you know what's going to happen here now? We're going to have to take a break, but we have so much more cool stuff to talk about. Modular cell phones are coming. Phones where you can actually put extra little gizmos and gadgets on them. That'll, like, like Lego. Like Lego. Like cell phone Lego. Uh, so very cool. We'll also be uh, looking at smartphone photo habits uh, as well. And uh, Google Tango. What's Google up to uh, now? You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Okay. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here in studio. Still lots to talk about in today's show. We'll uh, be uh, finding out what Google Tango is about in a little uh, in a little while here, and also smartphone photo habits. But right now, uh, I want to talk about the prize. What do we got going? Fantastic prize. We're giving away the Epson Expression EcoTank all-in-one printer. This is a printer that has about two years' worth of ink for your printer, so you do not have to go late night to get a cartridge to print that document that you have due the next day. All you have to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win the Epson Expression EcoTank all-in-one printer. On the line right now, we've got uh, our friend Ted Christonos, freelance tech journalist. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Ted. Thanks a lot, guys. Happy to be here. want to talk about uh, smartphones. Uh, you've had a chance uh, to find out about some of the up-and-coming stuff uh, from uh, our friends over at Lenovo and uh, Motorola. Uh, what do they got on the horizon? Yeah, so the phone that's going to be coming to Canada in the fall, they said, they haven't been specific, is the Moto Z, uh, or Moto Z as they call it in the U.S. But, um, yeah, that's the, that's the, the next device that's coming. It, it's pretty much a flagship for Motorola this year. And uh, it used to be the Moto X. Uh, that used to be the sort of the flagship line, but it looks like they got rid of the X, and now they have a Z or Z in there. 
And um, yeah, this phone is actually Motorola's first attempt at doing something modular. Now, this is based on the Google Aura uh, concept that Google had mentioned before a couple of years ago, Ted. For the listeners out there, maybe kind of explain what that's all about. Yeah, so the Project Aura is the idea of uh, basically of taking parts away from a phone and then replacing them with other parts. I mean, that's why I mentioned modularity. And uh, although Motorola's version of that is very different because what it does is what they're doing is they're they're adding components to the back of the phone, right? There's a there's a 16 pin magnetic uh, uh, 16 magnetic pins in the back, basically that that you know push it in place, that keep it in place, and uh, that's very different from what the LG G5 has, as you guys know, uh, which has the the battery that slides out at the bottom, and you can attach totally different components uh, to it to change the way the phone works. So Motorola hasn't done it quite like that, but it's still kind of interesting the way they've uh, they've gone about it here. And what kind of uh, additions or modular uh, components can you put onto the Moto Z? Yeah, so uh, good question. Yeah, they, they've only shown about they only showed about a handful. Um, so there was uh, you know some battery cases. They uh, partnered with Incipio for that. There was a Kate Spade case uh, for the ladies out there who want something a little more fashionable. There was uh, JBL Sound Boost, so it's basically a speaker that attaches to the back uh, for. Uh, you know, that's, you know, whenever you're sitting around with some friends uh, at a table, uh, there's a, a Pico projector. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I saw uh, that one. You know, that one looked really cool. Yeah, that looks interesting. Uh, yeah, So you, and, and the cool thing about that is that you can angle it almost any way. Like, you can angle it straight ahead, you can angle it straight up on a 90-degree angle. So that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, and there was a camera one, but we didn't see it. Uh, I, I don't think they had it there. They talked about it. They mentioned it, but there was a camera-specific one that uh, we didn't see. What do you What do you think? Do you think this is uh, something that people are looking for? Yeah, I don't know, Mike. I mean, it's a good question because the, the modular thing is totally unproven, but then again, it's also brand new. Will people want to add components? I think it's, I mean, Motorola has done it in a way that's very easy because you literally take the back off and you put the other you know, component on. The phone doesn't have to turn off. You don't have to slide anything out. So I, I get that part of it. I think there's a simplicity to it that makes sense. I do wonder, though, if people want that, and I think it'll be interesting to see if they do. Uh, it'd be one thing if Apple did something like that, I think, but or Samsung, for that matter. But well, for mid-range players like Motorola and, and LG, it's hard to say. Well, if you look at the smartphone market, Ted, you know, it's really matured, much like the TVs have. So you see the manufacturers are trying to experiment with different kind of features and, and gizmos to try to get people excited about uh, phones again. But the thing is, like, like you were saying with the modular phones, we don't know if this is going to be a hit with consumers or not, but the manufacturers are trying to find some innovation into a market that's matured for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think they deserve credit for that. I mean, I think it's it's smartphones are pretty much the same in a lot of ways, right? It's a slab uh, of glass and metal or whatever other materials on the back that looks more or less the same, regardless of what manufacturer or device you're talking about. So the, the general premise of a smartphone and what it looks like is the same. So the modularity changes that conversation a little bit, and I think it will be interesting to see. I, I'd like to see it actually take off because I, I think it will add some personality to each device, and it'll add a customization that is also personal to the user, perhaps. I mean, it's, that's just my perspective, but I think that uh, there's, there's that potential. So we're not going to see this till 2017, though, are we? 
No, no, the Moto Z is coming out in the fall. Okay, uh, okay. And, and and so are the so are the, the what they call Moto Mods. Very so cool, these then. components that go in the back are called Moto Mods. Yeah, no, they're, they're coming to Canada in the fall. Now Motorola, but no just, pricing, no 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 pricing or carriers though. Don't no, know that yet. Now Ted, Motorola was purchased by Lenovo. Um, and this is really the first phone that's come out under the Lenovo brand. Is that right? It'll, well, the Moto G devices that are coming this summer will technically be the first uh, to come out since these two basically got married. Um, but the Moto Z will be, I would argue, the culmination of what that marriage is going to look like. Uh, because the Moto G phones are very mid-range. They're going to be lower priced. They're not going to have all the bells and whistles, whereas the Moto Z is going to have uh, the, the latest and greatest that Moto's put in there. So I think that's where we're going to have a, a good sense of uh, of how this uh, this marriage has worked because as it was going to work because as we've seen in the past, sometimes when a big manufacturer buys a smaller company uh, in the mobile side, it, it doesn't always turn out well. Any other uh, innovations you saw? Yeah, there was the uh, the Fab Two Pro. This is a monster phone. This had a six point four inch screen, guys. Like it, it's like wow. I mean. <laughs> Like yeah, like I mean, you hold this thing to your, you know, to your to your ear, and it was it was just it's monstrous. It's a monstrous device. But what's interesting about it is that it's it's actually the first Tango device. Now Tango, uh, just in short, is uh, Google's uh, augmented reality uh, software. So, so there were some very cool demos that they showed uh, where you you know, and, and Andy, I know that you know for you, but some of the do-it-yourself uh, home projects that you do, you'll love that you can measure basically anything uh, using that particular phone. So any surface, any wall, ceiling, I mean, any kind of distance, you can measure it with that. So that was very interesting. And then, of course, there was the bendable. There was the bendable smartphone and the bendable tablet. So they had they showed a smartphone where, you you know, you can literally bend it around your your wrist. Uh, And then they had a tablet that literally bent backwards completely. Now, these are just Uh, concepts. These are just concepts. Yeah, yeah. those are concepts. Yeah, the Fat2 Pro is is coming to market. Now, they they haven't confirmed anything for Canada. They haven't said whether or not it's coming to Canada. But the other two, the bendable products, are entirely conceptual. It's just it's a proof of concept. And I don't think we're going to see anything like that in the next three years. I don't think so. I think they're going to try and refine it and make it thinner. Well, once again, Ted, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, com and uh, on Twitter, at K. That was Ted Christonos talking about the new uh, Lenovo Moto Z and uh, other kind of tech innovations. When we come back, uh, more on Google Tango. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. we still got uh, lots to talk about uh, coming up in a bit. Smartphone photo habits. Learn uh, more about that from the friends over at Sony. On the line right now, we've got Daniel Bader, Senior Editor over at Mobile Nations. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. Google Tango, it's popping up in my news feeds everywhere. What's this all about? Yeah, it was, it was um, called Project Tango until just recently. Uh, but Google Tango is a, is a project um, that, that really started out as an experiment to uh, allow phones to use a a number of different cameras to map out indoor locations in three dimensions. So if if, if the the first um, prototypes of this were using an Android tablet, and what they would do is that they would walk around a, a room and they would essentially hold this tablet up and it would map it out and then it would recreate that room in in the tablet. 
and you could manipulate it using uh, a technology that I'm sure you've talked about on the show, augmented reality. So you could insert things. Um, this uh, is used a lot for home decorating. So if you're looking to, say, replace your carpet with hardwood floor, you could insert a three-dimensional representation of, of hardwood floor, and it would look exactly like it would look on, in your real room. And, and this, was, uh, this has been improved a lot over the last few months, and now it's ready to be shipped for the first time in a smartphone. Do you think it'll take off? Well, takeoff is, is a relative term. So <laughs> augmented reality has been around for a while, and, and I think it'll take off insofar as consumers will find a lot of value from it. Uh, whether or not it'll be a reason to buy a phone, uh, I don't think so, at least not for the first few years. This phone, uh, it's called the Fab 2 Pro. It's created by Lenovo. It's a very big phone. It's 6.4 inches. Uh, it's very heavy, very powerful, and the battery's not great because Tango uses so much of it. So this is very much a first-generation product. Uh, but eventually... Once the technology shrinks and the price drops, it'll probably be in many more phones, and I think people will get a kick out of using it. I like some of the applications there from like a home decorating kind of standpoint. I could see that be very uh, valuable. So uh, it, it will be interesting to see if uh, you know more, I guess, smaller smartphones will actually have this capability built into them. Yeah, and, and this is something that Google's really pushing because there are so many applications uh, as, as you mentioned, home decorating is one of them, but gaming is also another one. There was a, you know, Google's, uh, they used to own a company called Niantic Labs, and uh, they created a, a very fun augmented reality game. Uh, and, and that same company got spun off and it's independent. They're using augmented reality for the new Pokemon Go game, where you're actually out in the real world and you're interacting with these 3D representations of Pokemon, but I could be in the park. And, or I could be walking down the street and interacting with these things on my phone. And what it's doing is it's using my phone's camera to figure out where I am in the real world, and it's adjusting the game accordingly. And I find that so fascinating. You know, they, they showed off a version of a dinosaur discovery app uh, that they made in collaboration with the American, History, uh, American Museum of Natural History, where you could actually put a real-size Tyrannosaurus Rex on your living in your living room, and uh, you know, put your kid next to it and show him or her just how big a T-Rex really was. And and I found that to be so cool. And as you know, as a kid at heart, I really want to see more of these kinds of applications. Very very cool. Uh, I want to thank you uh, for coming on the show uh, once again, Daniel. Where can people find out more information about you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at JourneyDan, uh, and I write every day at iMore.com and AndroidCentral.com. He's everywhere. everywhere. Daniel Bader, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. When we uh, come back, sure. we'll, uh, be, we'll be getting some uh, smartphone photo tips from the folks over at Sony. Stay tuned. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with uh, Andy Barrar. One, one more time with the contest, Andy. We got an excellent contest this week. We're giving away the Epson Expression EcoTank all-in-one printer. This uses their new EcoTank technology, which basically has bags and bags of ink that sit on the side. It can last enough ink to last for two years. About seven, oh, well, six or seven thousand black and white. Depending pictures. on what model, yeah. D- Isn't that amazing? On, it's just like mind-boggling that you could print that much. So you no, no more late-night drives to get uh, 
some new ink cartridges to fill up to make that deadline on a, on a print. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win the Epson Expression EcoTank all-in-one printer. Well, uh, a little segue into the next segment here. Uh, one thing we use our smartphones a lot for is taking photos. Uh, obviously, you can uh, print out lots of photos uh, on, uh, uh, on the prize this week. Uh, on the line right now, we've uh, got uh, Don Mesa. He is uh, Senior Director of Marketing over at Sony Mobile. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Don. Yeah, thanks for having me on the on the line, Mike. Uh, wanted to chat with you. Uh, you actually have uh, compiled some uh, interesting uh, smartphone uh, photo habits, uh, and uh, you guys also uh, make uh, very popular uh, smartphones as well. Uh, the Xperia line. You've uh, got some uh, some new stuff out. That's correct. Uh, we have the new uh, Xperia X series coming out. Uh, we have uh, a variety of tiers uh, from our highest end, which is the Xperia X Performance all the way down to our standard with the X to the, our mid-range uh, products, which are the XA and the XA Ultra for, uh, for our giant phones. They're going to be coming out uh, starting from June 23rd. Very cool. And uh, one thing your phones are uh, obviously really well known for uh, is the, the photo capability. Yes. We're uh, fortunate to uh, be able to work with our, our sister company, uh, where our digital imaging group uh, make amazing, amazing phones, uh, the, Alpha, uh, the Alpha, line, uh, Alpha series, I should say. And uh, we're able to leverage a lot of their technologies and be able to put that into our, uh, our, into our smartphones so that you can take amazing, amazing photos and videos. Well, let's talk about some uh, of these, uh, these photo habits. What are some of the, the must-haves, the, like the, the top five must-haves for a smartphone? Well, you know, the, uh, everyone, of course, wants long battery life. I think uh, on average you get about uh, what we learned was that people have about between one and nine hours, which is really short. When you have 24 hours in a day, Maybe you're sleeping about eight hours. So you got 16 hours to play with, but, you know, you only have your phone lasting for half a day. So, uh, you know, that's the biggest, uh, the biggest pain point for a lot of people. But I think for us uh, with Xperia, that's something we could easily address because we have uh, – we've been working a lot on our battery management or our power management. Uh, and so that we have things like stamina mode that, uh, that allows you to really manage the apps in the background so you're not, it's not consuming so much power. The, uh, the other, the other uh, types of areas that people are really uh, concerned about for their phones, uh, one of them is uh, called the, the camera capabilities, of course, and uh, a lot of it really comes down to uh, what we learned was that there, uh, people on average take about, uh, not just take, they take about four photos a day, but they store 234 photos in their device. And with that, they have about, uh, I would say, uh, four in ten of those uh, photos are not shareable. Because you know most of them are either blurry or or just too dark, and uh, and that's something for us. Uh, fortunately, we know that uh, with our cap- camera capabilities, both on uh, what we have is a quick launch where you can take photos very quickly, and mix that with our what we call a predictive hybrid autofocus feature, which predicts motion. So imagine if you have kids running about, or maybe it's your dog or whatnot. We could actually select. Uh, you could select your uh, that person or object on uh, on your phone, and it can actually predict which way it's going. So when you take that photo, it comes in clear focus. And uh, so that's that's some of the key things that we have. Other areas: uh, fast, responsive, uh, responsiveness on the screen. People really hate lag. They don't like. Uh, they really don't like that slow refresh time. And uh, for us, especially with the X performance, we have uh, we have the Snapdragon 820 processor, which is super super fast. It, uh, it's 50% faster than our predecessor in terms of processing power, graphics power, you know, even LTE speed, so that when you're, when you're opening up a screen, when you're switching between apps, it's incredibly fast. 
And the other, the other part is about uh, the brand that you know and trust. And, and it's very nice to have uh, Sony attached to uh, something as great as our Xperia, uh, Xperia line. Well, uh, I know a lot of people are very familiar with Sony. Obviously, uh, a great name uh, for uh, for quality. Uh, where can uh, people find out more information about uh, the Sony Xperia line? Well, they can go to sonymobile.com/ca. Uh, that's uh, that's where we'll have all of our information uh, for each of the product, uh, including where to buy. We uh, we will be at multiple carriers uh, with Bell, Rogers, Virgin, uh, Win Mobile, and uh, Videotron. So, uh, so all that information will be listed, and you'll see all the features as well as what makes uh, what makes our phone different with uh, uh, versus out the others that are out there. Don, thanks so uh, much for uh, joining us on the show, and we're looking forward to uh, testing out your new phones. Thanks a lot, Mike. That was Don Mesa. He's senior director of marketing over at Sony Mobile. Looks like that's all the time we have left for our show. Don't forget to enter our contest at www.getconnectedmedia.com. Also got lots of great video and audio content up there on all the tech goodness that we talk about. I want to thank Andy Brar, my co-host and producer, and the rest of the Get Connected team. This is Mike and Andy logging off. We will see you again next week.